0: So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining on another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm super stoked to introduce to you to today's guest, Taylor De La Fuente. She is the owner of LT Editorial and is going to be chatting with us today about inclusive conversations and marketing on your website. So let's dive in. Taylor, can you introduce yourself and what you do, who you are, what you love, all of the things?
1: Yeah. Thank you, Jen. So excited to be here. So my business is Lemon Tree Editorial, and I am a website copywriter for wedding pros. So if you serve a couple on their happy day, it doesn't matter what you do, but of course, wedding photographers, you fall in that category, then I serve you by writing compelling inclusive and authentic copy to go on your website, because we all know that that's where you actually make the sale for your business. Yes, you find new people on Instagram or maybe on Pinterest. That's where you get them sort of knowing about you, learning about you. But when it it comes time for them to actually purchase with you, they are coming to your website before they reach out. And so that's why I focus on website copywriting, And I have always been a professional writer my entire career. So this is like a really natural extension for me. I was a newspaper reporter. I worked in SEO. I've worked at agency marketing, in-house marketing. So I'm taking all of those skills and putting them together when I work with my wedding photographers and my other wedding clients. But a big piece of my business is... Or my brand, I should say. It's not really my business. I don't make money off of it. But just my brand is inclusive language. That's just something that really matters to me and is really important to me. And especially in the wedding industry, our business is focused on love and people and celebration. And yet every time that you look at a new wedding business that you come across or a new uh, wedding on a blog somewhere, it's always a straight couple. So a man and a woman in their twenties, they're like a size two and they are white, and they have a lot of money. And that is not what the world looks like. And it is not right for us to keep other people out of a joyful celebration of their love. And so that's why I like to teach about inclusive language. And I'm so glad to be talking with photographers about this because language is not just words. It's not just words. It's also your visual communication. So what kind of photos are you using on your website? That's part of the conversation too. So I'm really glad to be talking about this with all of you because I think it's super relevant, especially after 2020 and all the racial unrest that happened. But honestly, it is always a relevant conversation to talk about this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you begin working with a client, do you go through like their website and or social media to like, audit it and see like where the gaps are and then offer strategies on how to close those gaps? Honestly,
1: no. So of course, when I work with a new client, I will like read everything that I can that they've written because that's part of me getting to know them and how they write and how they speak. So that way I can write as them. But I don't really like use, to be totally honest, I don't really use a lot of the things that they have written previously. In whatever I'm writing, because more often than not, somebody comes to me and says, like, words aren't my thing. I'm not really good at this. Or like, I'm changing my style or I'm changing my directions. Nine times out of 10, we are totally starting from scratch. But I do get a lot of people, especially when I do like podcasts like this, where I'll get like a lot of DMs or something where somebody will say, like, hey, this is my tagline. And I'm just wondering if you feel like it could be more inclusive or better. Or, you know, people send me messages asking about a specific photos or a common one, because I get a lot of new planners or, I don't know, DJs or caterers, somebody who's new in their business saying like, okay, I want to appeal to more diverse clientele, but I haven't actually worked with anybody before. So how do I go about doing that? So I get a lot of questions like that too. So like I said, the visual piece is a big part of this.
0: I love that. So tell me what If, you know, someone comes to you and and wants that expertise, what's your normal, how do you mitigate that? How do you give them that, those strategies or, you know, options, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah. So when it comes to photos, the biggest thing that we like to talk about is stock photography and styled shoots are like my number one tips for people who are truly new and don't have anything yet. Especially, you know, this is not as relevant for photographers because you have the skills to go out there and take the pictures yourself. So that would be more on the the styled shoot side than the stock photo side. But I have a list of really awesome, diverse uh, stock photography sites that I send people to. Some of them are paid, some of them are free. But so like, I have that on my blog and people can go there and check those out. But yeah, for especially for a photographer, like if you were just starting your wedding photography business and you wanted to appeal to more diverse couples, you need representation visually and written on your site. So that would be in the form of pictures, let's do a style shoot. Uh, My biggest tip for that though is let's just make sure we're not tokenizing. So tokenism is a big buzzword in the DEI diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's what DEI stands for. Uh, It's a big buzzword in that sphere, but tokenism basically just means like you're just doing something to check a box. Like you want to show outwardly that you care about diverse people. And so you just have like one picture of a black couple on your site and that's it. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about if you genuinely want to work with couples like this and you are, again, new, you're just starting out, or maybe you're not new and maybe you're just, for whatever reason, all of your couples have been very homogenous. They've been very white. They've been very straight. This is not just about race either, but that's an easy one because visually you can see if somebody is a different race. So anyway, when you're doing a styled shoot make sure that you are hiring models who are authentically that thing that you're going for so saying, for example, like, I'm doing a model call, here's the style of the shoot that we're looking to do. And all models are encouraged to apply. But we're especially looking for somebody who maybe has a a medium to dark skin tone, or we're looking for a member of the LGBT community, or we're looking for a plus size person. You don't ever want to like, for example, on the LGBT sphere, you don't ever want to hire like two straight models to then like pretend to be gay in a photo shoot. That, that would be an example of tokenism. And then of course let's pay our models. They are offering skill and expertise and a lot of hard work when they come to the shoot. So if you're going to hire a model of color or somebody who is again, LGBT or plus size or whomever, they are a model. They're working hard for that. Let's compensate them for their time.
0: Awesome. So do you recommend just putting out, you know, a post on Facebook or do you Tend to want to work with like agencies that specialize in, you know, diverse models. Or what is your go-to for that?
1: That's really up to the person. I find that things like Facebook, Craigslist, any kind of groups that you're a part of, like if you're in Rising Tide Society and you go to Tuesdays together, like those are great places to put uh, model calls, stuff like that. But I've never actually looked into like modeling agencies because I, I think most people don't live in a place like New York city where there are a lot of options for that. Most people like you and me, you know, live in smaller towns or places where, where agencies like that don't exist. Right. Where are you located? I'm in Dallas, Texas.
0: Oh, nice. How are you managing with all of that
1: down there? Oh my gosh. So today it is 75 and sunny. So last week we had that crazy snowstorm and it was four degrees and we lost power for three days. We had it for about four hours a day for like three days That's and crazy. snow on the ground, ice, everything. Cause there's no infrastructure to handle that. And then fast forward three days to the weekend and it's 65, 70 and sunny and all the snow has melted. And it's like, what just happened?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I, um, I lived in Florida, I grew up in Florida. So we got hurricanes. Granted, our is able to handle that kind of thing, but I still went the we had three hurricanes in 6 weeks. So we went like That's a lot. Oh my goodness. Like it was it was nuts. We lost our fencing, we lost our trees, we went without power wow. for almost 2 weeks. Like it was it was bananas. <laughs> so, I At least it wasn't cold though. I think the cold would be worse because at least if it's hot, I mean, you can't really cool off, but at least like you're not hypothermic.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, my husband and I were talking about that. I agree that if food was our only problem, then we would have been fine because we can handle the temperature. But, you know, we have an electric stovetop and obviously the fridge and the freezer are electric. So, like, we we would have been fine if food was the only issue. But then it was, like, warmth and food and
0: water and pipes and yeah. all of that. So crazy. So crazy. Well, I'm glad you guys are on the other side of it and everything is back to normal. We're, like, 60 degrees and sunny here today, which is Perfect. Beautiful. beautiful. Your horses are probably loving that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was out uh, in the pastures yesterday, like collecting buckets from feeding them and they didn't even come up. They're like, well, we'll see in a minute. Like normally they're like running to the gate for food and they're like, nope, we're enjoying the sun and the pasture. This is great. Bye, mom. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So getting back on topic here. So when let's just dive into some like uncomfortable crap, right? Yeah. So Talk to me about someone who you're helping them navigate going from like a very, like what you said, all of their couples are white, all of their language isn't very inclusive to anybody diverse, let alone black plus size, disabled pairs, like Mm -hmm. anything like that. Right. So talk to me about what that transition looks like authentically. I know I'm so, so grateful that I have a very close friend and client that I can like go to her, she's black and I can be like, okay, tell me if this feels good. Like, because I'm working on presenting my company to be diverse and inclusive and all of the things, Yeah, but you know, a lot of people don't have somebody that has that type of relationship. So tell me what that transition looks like and helping someone be comfortable stepping into that authentically. Yeah.
1: So here's what normally happens is somebody will reach out to me about copywriting and they'll be like, I am really bad at words. That's normally where it starts. It's like, first and foremost, they're looking for a copywriter. And then I ask, why are you interested in me as opposed to somebody else? And then they'll say, well, I really love your focus on inclusive language and inclusivity in the wedding industry. I totally agree that the wedding industry needs to change and uh, I want to be part of that change. And so people are, again, going back to tokenism, like we're, somebody is already coming to the conversation authentically, genuinely saying, I want this. And I'm kind of embarrassed that I am like part of the problem. And will you help me fix it is normally how that starts. And so a lot of it is, especially if they're more established, I'll talk of like, Part of my process is to go through all of their past reviews from past clients, but I'll also call two of their current or past clients and talk to them on the phone, interview them and ask about the the client who I'm working with. And so if something that they express to me when we're getting started is like, I want to be more inclusive. I want to go after a certain market. I have some past clients who specifically said, I want my niche to be interracial and interfaith weddings. Like I want that to be who is coming after me. And so like in that case, okay, great. So then the clients who I'm going to be calling on your behalf to ask about you and get some testimonials, let's make sure that those clients fit that bill. So that way I can ask them about that specifically, because you're going to want some feedback from people who again are authentically fall in that category and ask them, what do you think about this? So that's definitely helpful, and that's a piece of it. I also like to ask about the person's area where they live because geography has a lot to do, especially in the the race category, but also in again other categories. Do you work with and have you have you worked in the past with people who are disabled, uh, couples who are older? Like not everybody who's getting married is twenty five. We get a lot of people getting married older especially second marriages or maybe a widow or widower getting getting married like all this stuff so have you worked with older couples have you worked with interracial couples have you worked with couples of different religions like non non-christian religions of different abilities uh veteran status have you worked with a veteran and like because those have interesting uh, elements to a wedding all these different things and just kind of go through who have your past clients been and if you have had any of those things, let's showcase those stories. So again, like we're not trying to make something up, but if you are, again, if you're a wedding photographer, there is a difference between photographing like a really dark skinned person versus a light skinned person. There is like an actual difference in how you would go about your work and how you go about editing your work to show off that person in the best light. So let's tell those stories by showing off that work, putting those photos on your website front and center, and then also using your words going through and telling those stories. So let's include testimonials from those people saying, I'm a really dark skinned person and I have had trouble having myself photographed in the past. And so I was worried about that for my wedding, but Jen did such an amazing job, you know, whatever
0: like right things
1: like that and then also on your own you know your language you as the author of your site putting out there to the world what you stand for and so let's put your your company values on the about page again let's tell those stories like if you have expertise or special equipment or whatever in a certain area there's a lot of different ways to approach it
0: Okay, you guys, we are getting ready to launch the Become a Virtual Assistant for Photographer program live again. I'm pumped. Our beta round was so good. We had so many great testimonials come out of it, and I have packed this round with even more bells, whistles, tools, tips, tricks, and trainings than the last one. You can go ahead, sign up for the wait list, and you will be put into a drawing to win a scholarship into the program. This program is going to cover how to land your first client, what kind of services different photographers need, and a slew of other information that is going to help you up-level your virtual assistant business or start it off on the right foot. I've been doing this for a while and I cannot wait to share with you guys my tips and knowledge and tools and tricks to grow your virtual assistant business. So do you recommend putting, because I know there's certain badges or banners or buttons or like those types of things, like you can just put them on your website. Do you recommend that? Or is it really like you need to be careful to use them so you're not doing tokenism?
1: So there's nothing wrong with using those unless all you're doing is putting that banner or that badge in the footer or you're typing love is love at the bottom. And then like, that's it. And then everywhere else in your site, you're not talking or showing about how you like to work with a wide range of people that could be seen negatively. And I mean, if you, if you look at these studies where all these big groups like wedding pro, like the knot and wedding wire, go out there and interview couples, especially couples of color, but not just couples of color. The biggest thing that people care about is representation. If they don't see themselves in your work and on your site, then they're not going to be comfortable working with you. And that's the whole point of being inclusive in general is just taking away assumptions. Really at the heart of it is it's assumptions. You're assuming that the person who comes to your website is a woman, a bride, because so it's very common, right? In the wedding industry to say bride, Hey, brides, welcome brides. You're such a beautiful bride. Well, not everybody who gets married is a bride. Even if it's a straight couple, like there's still a man involved, but some couples are are, there's no women at all. So let's take that out of there. So that's definitely, definitely a piece of it for sure. So let's not put a banner or badge or a love is love statement in the footer. If you don't have that representation anywhere else on your site. But I do like to tell people if you are authentically communicating your commitment to inclusivity across your site, then you really don't need a badge or banner or right.
0: a be obvious
1: statement on the bottom because it'll be obvious. So exactly. I worked with a wedding planner in Washington, DC recently to write her site. And I was asking her about some of the couples that she works with. And she said like, there's a lot of Indian people in her area and that she works with a lot of Indian weddings. And so I, as the copywriter for her site, did some research into what are some components of Indian weddings and how can we talk about that? And so I wove like some of those pieces, just quite literally like a word or two dropped in there. So it just as easily as you might mention the beautiful stained glass in a church, you could also mention the deep pigment of henna on somebody's hand and how you're photographing that for their Indian wedding day or, or whatever it is.
0: I love that. Okay. So what are, you said, okay, we're going to X-nay the word bride. Are there other words or phrases that at this stage in our lives and in the state of our country and really wanting to be more inclusive, what are some other words or phrases that we need to like get rid of and what can we replace them with?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I got a big, long list. The biggest one that I like to start with is bride because everybody defaults to that. It's kind of the same thing as when you say like, Hey guys to a group of all women, like why, if, what if you entered a room that was all men sitting around the table and you said, Hey ladies, you would never say that. That feels weird. So why do we do it the flip side, like the other way around. If you're talking to a group of women, why would you say, hey guys, say, hey ladies, or hey everyone, or hey friends. So similar things, we're swapping an exclusive word for an inclusive word. So bride can be exclusive because you don't actually know who you're talking to when you're posting on Instagram or you're writing on your website. So just say couple or say partner, or say lovebirds. There's like so many things that you could say instead of bride or groom. So that's definitely a good one. Similarly, like bride and groom as a phrase together or Mr. and Mrs. as a phrase together, that's not necessarily the most inclusive because there isn't always a bride and a groom but here's a new one that a lot of people don't realize they say, they say same sex marriage trying to be inclusive, but actually same sex marriage is exclusive because again, not every LGBT wedding is a same sex wedding. Some right. people are trans. Some people are non-binary, so you know, whatever. So I know people are good hearted trying to say same sex marriage, but that's actually not necessarily true. Now, let me pause and say that all of this, again, I'm teaching this for writing on your website where you don't actually know who you're talking to. So we're trying to include the largest group of people possible, but if you know who you're talking to, so like, let's say a couple has inquired with you and now you're responding back to their inquiry and in your inquiry form, you ask for like, what are your names and what are your pronouns? And you happen to know, and maybe you submit like a photo of you and your partner and you happen to know that they are a black couple, an Asian couple, an LGBT couple, whatever, then it's totally fine to call somebody a bride. If you know that they are the bride, if you know that they are the groom, if you know that they are these things, but if you don't know, that's where the inclusive language comes in. We're just trying to Again, remove the assumptions that you know who you're talking to, because in reality, you don't. So a similar piece of that, too, is like a very common one is African-American versus Black. Like a lot of people default to saying African-American, but you don't actually know if the person you're talking to is from Africa or even from America. So African-American is not the most inclusive term. Black With a capital B is a better term to use. Same thing with like, instead of saying Asian American, just say Asian, because you don't actually know where in Asia they're from, or if they are even from America at all, you have no
0: idea. Awesome. I love it. All right. So if you were going to give one actual tip today for someone who is going to possibly tackle their website copy by themselves, what would it be?
1: Under the lens of inclusivity?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: it really doesn't need to be that hard is my biggest piece of advice is like, don't be scared that you're going to do something wrong because language is always changing and you and your body of work is always going to be changing. So a website is not written in stone. It is not a permanent thing. So you can always go back and update it again. And I recommend that you do over time, because again, words change, your body of work will change. You'll photograph Uh, a new couple, maybe an older couple or a disabled couple, and you'll decide like you want to put a photo of that on your site. So don't, don't get scared about, oh, I did this thing and now I can't change it because you absolutely can. And really at the root of that is like my favorite thing to tell people is there's only one quality that you need to have to be able to approach this conversation, which is bravery. You have to be brave because it is, an awkward thing. You're looking at yourself under a critical lens going, "Oh, I might have some biases here. Oh, I might not actually have like a really diverse clientele or actually I don't know how to photograph dark skin tones or all of these uncomfortable things that you might feel weird or icky or embarrassed about, but you have to be brave because this conversation is worth it to have with yourself and to have with your couples to make sure that everybody who comes to you knows that, you want them. You welcome them. You love them. You, their their love is worthy of being celebrated. So you have to be brave.
0: That's so good. Their love is worthy of being celebrated. That's needs to go on like a t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt level. Yeah, that really is. I'm yeah, I really love that. Okay. So to wrap us up, let's do our three favorite questions. The first is what is your favorite business tool? My favorite
1: is definitely G suite or Google suite. So Gmail, Google calendar, Google drive, all of that. I mean, as a writer, I quite literally run my business using Google docs. I could not do what I do without it. So hands down G suite.
0: Perfect. And what is your favorite quote? I have a lot of favorite quotes,
1: but I think my favorite one related to inclusivity is to be the change that you want to see in the world, which I'm pretty sure is Gandhi. that
0: one. Awesome. All right. So last one, you and I are getting a drink in Dallas. Where are we going and what are we having?
1: Okay. There is this amazing, I live in an area called the Bishop Arts District, which is an arts district. So it's really cool. Very neat setup. My favorite bar is called Botanist and it's got this kind of old school, like library mixed with like your grandma's house kind of a vibe. So it's like (laughs) cozy, but also like dark and and I don't know. It's, it's my favorite spot. It's just got such a good vibe. Like I go for the vibe and then it's like, oh, by the way, they have excellent drinks. And so my favorite cocktail is a French 75, which is like champagne, lemon, and gin.
0: Oh, that sounds fancy. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and diving into this conversation. I really enjoyed it. I'm definitely taking tidbits away from myself. And where can our audience find you?
1: Yeah. So my my favorite spot to hang out is Instagram. So my handle is LTEditorial, as in Lemon Tree Editorial. So you can find me on Instagram at LTEditorial. And of course, my own website um, is LTEditorial.com. So of course, you can find me there too.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Taylor. It was so good chatting with you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at the podcast? I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.